Everybody wants to know what I would do if I didn't win. Here comes Aaron Gordon the other way. I guess we'll never know. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to the Denver Stiffs show. It is your hosts, Zach Nikosh and Gordon Gross. We are back again for another week. We're here well, we're recording this on a Tuesday night, on an off day for the Nuggets. It was a busy weekend, obviously, with the Super Bowl. Gordon, you, you did, were you happy or sad about Patrick Mahomes once again? I I I didn't care. It was so it's a, it's a perfect weekend for me because it doesn't matter to me. Like as a Broncos hey, fan, obviously, like you don't necessarily want the Chiefs to win, but it, it, it's fine. Like the Broncos can talk shit about that when they actually feel the real team. Until then, don't talk to me. Hated <laughs> yeah. it's truth. Well, it's just payback because the Broncos kicked the uh, kicked the Chiefs' ass throughout like the twenty the early 20 For, teens and then yes the entire now, time yeah they beat them out yeah, going to any know, number did, of places they had to go i don't think peyton manning ever lost to the chiefs while he played for the broncos i don't I believe so. that correctly anyways we're not a broncos podcast i was happy i bet 50 bucks on the chiefs to win because like why I, you you're a smart man yeah. like yeah <laughs> so uh and they were they were underdogs so i got to take the money line make a little extra yep extra money i liked it um though so that's why we didn't pot on sunday night and then monday night after the game uh i was just I was who just wants to talk after yet. a game like uh, that and that was part of it too it was like it was <laughs> i had okay so let's start here i had such a brutal weekend of um of basketball so i covered both the kings and bucks games both terrible terrible blowouts and prior to all of this my daughter was at a cheerleading camp she's only she's real little she's only seven so it's not like an actual cheerleading camp it was like a one-week thing with with the high school up here um and they then they got to do their event at the basketball game so on friday night i went to the basketball game high school basketball game watched my daughter cheer watched the local high school team lose 92 to 26 and uh yeah so and then came home and watched that Kings game. Like golly. Oh not, That's a, fun, just not a fun basketball ball watching. Yeah. 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 The the uh I knew we were screwed uh because the other team came out and like four kids had leg sleeves on and I was like, Well, this is certainly <laughs> we, we don't got the with the coolness to be able to rock that thing. Everybody would know we were frauds within a second. Yep. So watch out for the team leg sleeve over here they're gonna beat us bad and they did which listen, <laughs> i was expecting because again the uh i did my research the local high school was i believe oh and 17 going into that game so not yeah, not you not figured, great, yeah but... you were not you were not betting the underdog in that game i understand no no <laughs> definitely not uh the nuggets somewhat looked similar over this weekend or i guess from friday to monday they played the sacramento kings on friday lost 135 to 106 came back played the milwaukee bucks all uh, yesterday on monday lost 112 to 95 and that honestly was a lot looks a lot it wasn't that sad close. to say yeah it was not even that close like it uh, I think the the Bucks did not score a point in the last two minutes of that game. Uh, yeah, the Nuggets, I think, won that fourth quarter by like ten, and it still wasn't enough to make it a respectable score. So, just yeah, just a pair of of brutal losses. So we will get into those, unfortunately. Uh, they and won, then we but will... they but they won on Kobe statue night. So that was the only thing I cared about they this week, and that's the only thing I got on Kobe statue night way back on Thursday. That is correct. Um, <clears throat> Which is always nice. I, man, I don't. The, I think I, I do, we're not really going to talk about that Lakers game too much here. But I, I'll say this: I think the, uh, I think the Nuggets are in their head now. Like I think you, it's, I think LeBron probably realizes he's never getting past that team. Uh, right. 
and that basically so i would not be surprised to see him in the eastern conference here soon uh, yeah because i think he, he he understands like there's his chance of getting another title with the lakers is done as long as the denver nuggets are still alive uh in the playoffs so he's going to need some other team to knock them out, which I don't know who that would be, uh, who's going to be good enough to knock the Nuggets out early in the, in an early round in the playoffs. Um, and even then, like I said, I just, yeah. It's it just, they they seem to so thoroughly own that Lakers team now that it's like, I, I, it's almost like it's 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 kind of lost the fun of beating them, which is crazy to say, but like it really has. Like I, you just go into, you just, I just expect them to beat, the Lakers now. We were talking uh, earlier the about the Broncos versus the Chiefs. And I'm just going to let you know, it doesn't get old. Like It the, doesn't get old. It doesn't get old. Like, I'm sure the Chiefs felt the same way now that they're on top uh, and they're just pounding the crap out of the Broncos all the time. Like, right. I'm sure that it's nice. It's it, You're like, look, man, just puts a smile on my face every time. Like, I don't care that, like, it's not. It, it, they're competitive enough. The games are competitive enough, but you're never concerned that the Nuggets are going to lose. Right. Because the Lakers don't have that extra thing to put them over the top. So, right. like, that, they, they just don't have enough firepower. They don't have enough players in the clutch. Whenever it's close and tied, the Nuggets are going to win that. So, I don't LeBron worry about James, that. See, LeBron James is not the same player anymore. He's just not, man. Like, well, he's, I mean, he's still I, a very you can't player, ask him but... to be. Right, no, but he's this. This is what happens. Like LeBron, better to, better than anybody that I've ever seen, was a player who relied on athletic ability and yep. like found a way to evolve his game. To like, I, I shouldn't say better than anybody. See, I, the guys I think of who also did this are Kobe Bryant, Michael Jordan. Right, like the, those guys who basically were great athletic guards, athletic wings like LeBron. And yep. the same thing, they evolve their games. But the difference almost, it's its almost weird. It's like it almost hurts him the way the game has evolved because LeBron is the way he's evolved his game. He's become a much better shooter. But now he's hes so content to just hoist, like, step back three-pointers, right? Yeah. Whereas, like, Michael and Kobe, what they did, they're like, I'm going to learn to fade away in the post. Well, basically, unstoppable mid-range jump shot. Uh, and I'm just going to abuse you over and over and over with that thing. Uh, and so they had, they had very nice, you know, uh, I mean, with Michael more so than Kobe, they had, they had nice in their career. But even as I say that, like, I'm going to walk it back because LeBron is freaking 39 years old. Like well, those LeBron dudes were retired at this anybody. age. Yeah. Like, right. The thing, the thing with, and he, and he played more ball in the pros because those guys, right. like, I understand well, that, that Kobe also came into the league as a teenager, but he was, he was getting minutes off the bench yeah, when he, he was started. He was like. Year. He was he was being babied on his minutes for the first couple of years while he developed, and that's no there's no knock on him. Uh, but you know, Mike was in college. Mike was not out there at 19 pulling 82 game seasons. Right. You know, right. so LeBron has been doing it more minutes, more work, more workload, longer period of time across the greatest offensive explosion in league history, where your game the game changed so much from when he came into the league to now for what guys were expected to do, what the rules of the league were, what the roles in the league were. Like, LeBron has been amazing. But Father Time is undefeated. undefeated. So, And it's just, like, it's just where we're at. Like, yeah. It's just, he's never going to be that LeBron who anymore. He's never going to be that LeBron from the Cavs, Pistons, Eastern Conference Finals back in whatever it was, 07, 08 or whatever, where he yep. basically just won them a game because he's like, in the fourth quarter, he was like, I'm just going to take the ball and just drive to the hoop and dunk on you. And there's literally nobody. You you have Ben Wallace, one of the best defenders ever to play in the in the history of the game. And, like, it doesn't matter. Like, I, I'll just go right through there. And He can't do that anymore. And now he's, like you said, he's, he, he shoots a lot of jumpers. And, and if, if his shot's not going, he's he's just not. The, I mean, we saw it. We saw it in the, the game four of the Western Conference Finals when he ran out of gas in that second half. Like. That's just, I mean, that's just where I'm at with the, with the Lakers and with with the, the team. Like you said, they they need another piece to get them over the top, but they're also paying. And they can't afford money. another piece. They right, they can't exactly. get the piece. So like I said, and they have like no picks to trade. They have no, they no. have no young players. Like they, they have, got their title out of it. I don't. There should be no complaints did. from the Lakers fans. They got their title out of it. It worked. Don't worry about yeah. it. Now you pay. It did work because they 
had two players who desperately need to be fresh, get five months of rest before the Correct. start of the playoffs. But, you know, like, yeah. Hey, well, look, I mean, it. the only reason that the Nuggets, uh, you know, plan worked for a title is because all their injury prone guys decided to be healthy at the same time. Right. Like, yep. you know, good for you. <laughs> like the Nuggets, the plan worked if everybody's healthy. That was the same thing with the Lakers. It worked when everybody was healthy. So, yeah, well, enough. again, I mean, I. I will always I, I will always say that while I do think there was a lot of difficulties in playing the, in the bubble that were um, that were that were made it actually it could make it a more special championship. I will also say there was one team who greatly benefited from the bubble. And Agreed. that was the team who was relying on it, I guess, at that who time. Who needed healthy guys. 36 healthy year stars, old, you know? a 36 year old superstar to, uh, to take him to the promised land. So. Yep. Yep. Yeah. <clears throat> yep. Um, anyways, that's not even, none of that was on our agenda. You, you didn't want to talk so. about it. I know, but you brought it up and I let you, you speak. It's fine. <laughs> right. Right. Um, so let's, we'll get back to it with these two losses. I mean, how, how concerned should we be? Because I look at it and it's like, okay, they're two ugly losses. It's also back-to-back losses. Uh, but the first game, the Sacramento Kings game, I, I 100% get um, them losing that one. That was that was an easy call. They were just coming out of that emotional game in L.A. where they had just yep. won the night before. So you're on the back-to-back. You already had to do all the travel and stuff. On top of that, beating the Lakers on national TV, on Kobe statue night. like, And then on the other side, the Kings just coming off of, uh, you know, the Kings were in that, that classic uh, trap of a long road trip, right? They, they did very well on a long road trip, but they lost the last game against a good Cleveland team. Um, right. of the road trip, and then they came home, and that first home game after the road trip was against the Pistons. They weren't ready for that night. They lost. Again, you knew they were going to be damn ready to go yeah. uh, against the Nuggets, whereas the Nuggets were likely to be tired. Like That one, to me, was fairly easy to call. And then the Bucks game, maybe not as easy to call, but um, when you go have the injury issues that they did, uh, I think that that kind of took their wind out of their sails, and the and, and Giannis just put, was on another level uh, last night. The Nuggets did not have an answer for him nope. whatsoever, even with Aaron Gordon, even with Peyton Watson. You know, Giannis basically did whatever he wanted. He even got into foul trouble in the first quarter, and it's still like that's what I think that prevented him from probably going to fifty. Like you know, yeah. so um, I don't know. Like we'll talk about this in a little bit, but like. You know, the Bucks game, maybe maybe it's a little bit more disheartening because it's like that's a team we could see in the finals uh, and we should have been prepared for it. But again, like with the injuries and stuff like the Nuggets are not going to go very far. I can guarantee you if their starting backcourt is going to be Reggie Jackson and Justin Holiday, like that's not going to that's that's yep. shades of Facundo Cabazzo and Austin Rivers. Right. So I don't know. I don't take a ton out of these two losses. Um they're, they're certainly not pretty. They certainly aren't things I think you just want, uh, you know, just sweep under the rug and, and act like didn't happen. But uh, it, I will pump the brakes before I start saying, you know, the Nuggets are in sort of serious trouble based off of these. The the games are not the problem. The the problem is is not that they lost both games. Getting blown out in both games is more concerning. Right. Um, because being unable to get back up for this game after you you noticed that you know you were going to lose two starters um you know your guys were just beat up and they just couldn't go right that's kind of problematic um uh, because nobody else said i'm going to step up and the problem right. that the nuggets have had forever is that jokic is doing fine and he's like cool who's coming along and nobody else raises their hand yeah, I mean, he was having a monster game he played like, awesome he- yeah, he was matching, uh, not quite, but as almost as much as he could. Um, and Giannis played in the fourth quarter. Jokic did not. Like, he was yep. basically matching Giannis, Giannis's output, right? Like, those two guys were canceling each other out uh, right. on some levels. The problem was, obviously, Jamal's hurt. Uh, he gets nothing done. He only scores three points. Um, Michael Porter Jr. basically did nothing. Aaron Gordon had a little run there in the third quarter. Uh, where he was decent, but then it was kind of too little, uh, too late already at that point. Uh, and then, I mean, the bench, nothing. Uh, so, like, the, the problem was is where where Giannis got, you know, 
Brooke Lopez and Damian Lillard. Um, yep. They weren't, you know, world beaters all night, but they had their moments and they chipped in and they helped. Uh, they helped get get the 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 support that Giannis needed to basically. Well, and they played like a team. This game. Like uh, the the thing, exactly. the thing the Nuggets did is they did not play like a team. They played like Jokic is here to play and the rest of us are here to just stand around. And that's a problem. Right. So getting buy-in and effort from the rest of the guys all the time when it's when – because the Lakers game showed what happens when Denver's, you know, top three scorers are going to go off. When they're all going right. to have a balanced death effort – Good luck to anybody stopping those guys. Yeah, it's that's like championship I, formula, right? Yeah, that that's how they win titles. Um, but the problem is if that's not going to happen, and during the regular season, it doesn't happen that often. Um, right. that all three of those guys are on at the same time. You know, um, Murray uh, is one of those guys who, you know, has a great game followed by some, you know, uh, let's just say lesser efforts. Um, he doesn't string them back to back to back. That's not a thing that Murray does in a regular season. He saves that for the postseason. Well, Porter doesn't either, but Porter also isn't on ball. So the thing with Porter is if he's going to get shots up, you have to give him the ball. Right. You got to. So, and so if you're not doing that, if you're not feeding him for that, then it doesn't matter how hot he is or isn't. There's no way to know how good he would be from, as a, from a shooting perspective, because he's only going to get up 13 shots. Right. You know, so right. it's it. He's not going to be shooting 20, 25 times. That's not a thing that Porter does because he's not on ball. He can't call his own number. Right. Um. So for the Nuggets, they really do need more of a balance. And uh, I'm just hoping that the break for uh, the All-Star game gives them enough time to heal up and find some battery recharging, because I get it. The season's very long. But Jokic right. having to drag this team to wins, like it's you know, like you said, like it's Facundo Composo time. I that that's not something that I'm interested in seeing. Where Austin Rivers is the guy you're expecting to make shots, right. like that's what or, you're asking from the bench at at that point. Justin Holiday, right? You're asking. Yeah, Justin, it's, it's even, not even guys happen. like it. Even guys who were who were regulars. I mean, Peyton Watson. You know, there were he didn't have. Uh, a big night scoring. I mean, nobody did off the bench, but well, like, yeah, but he, he's not a shooter. Right. Exactly. Like, again, but yeah, that's what it is. Like it felt like you were living and dying with like Peyton Watson threes or Reggie Jackson needed to put up 20 points or you know, Christian Brown, you each one of his threes that he missed seemed to just, it's, it felt like it killed you, you know, like yep. it were because, well, because he had nothing. Right. That's, that's right. what Strother's that's, that, that's his whole thing is he's not always hot. But when he's hot, he can single-handedly save the bench because everything he makes looks beautiful and fires everybody up. Yeah. The Nuggets play yeah, inspired looks... ball when they see the ball go in the hoop. And if they're not he, uh, seeing it, they're not playing. Strother looked rough last night. Granted, he only played in garbage time. But, man, I, all three of his shots were three-pointers. I don't know. Nope. Certainly none of them None of them graced the inside of a rim. They were all... <laughs> Outside of the rim bricks, or yeah, but I, I think one might have missed right? the rim entirely. And again, yeah, I just, don't, I don't blame him. Like this is, he's coming yeah, back he's off of way back. a month of not playing. He's working back with this giant brace on his knee. Yeah, right, exactly. He's not used to you know playing with. Yeah, you know that thing's got to be cumbersome. Right, I like get a, it. You know, I, I he looks like a, an, an offensive lineman there with that. It's like a Garrett Bowles sized brace on his knee. There, exactly. yeah. I, I mean, I get it. I'm with you too. I get it. Like, I get. I mean, I, we've we've talked about a lot. Like, I get the the, the woes of the bench. It, it does somewhat highlight like how important Jamal is to this team, which, yes. which again we already know. Um, we can see the difference of of the results last year when they had him versus the year before when they didn't. But you know, like if they don't have him or if he's not going, then you are like you are so dependent on either Mike or Aaron uh, or or one of these guys off the bench having a, like not just having their standard night, like having a big night uh, to offset it. Because, man, like like, like you said, we, we know Jokic is going to bring it every single night. And he does. And he did. He does. Uh, once again. But last night against the Bucks, like the thing that, that was hurting the Nuggets a lot, too, was like they were the Bucks absolutely were like, take him one on one. Like, that's fine. We'll let we will let him just tear Brooke Lopez up in the post uh, because. It doesn't matter. Like we're not going to double team him. 
Um, we're just going to let him score and everybody else is going to score one point, three point, two points, five points. Yep. And we'll, we'll win this game exactly as it did. One twelve to ninety five, you know, like it. Exactly. And I don't know. But again, I don't know that I, I, I read too much into that because of the fact that like, hey, nope. uh, Jamal got hurt. You know, I was we were talking right before he came on. Like I was trying to remember, was like, what other takeaways do I have about that King's loss? Um, and the one thing I did remember was that the turnovers in that game were absolutely insane. I think they had either 20 or 21 turnovers yep. uh, in that game, which, like, man, you're, you're not going to win a game uh, turning the ball over that much. But it, it was also a uh, just a highlight of physical and mental fatigue in that game, right? Like, yep. there was, it was quite they clear tired. they were not This focused. team is tired. They had the longest season, yep. Yep. you know, and now they, so which means the shortest offseason. And now guys like Michael, um, you know, Porter Jr. has played every game but one now, right? Right, yep. And, um, you know, Jamal is beat up after having just come back from, you know, knee surgery the previous year. Then he played that whole year into July, yep. or into June, rather. And then, you know, had a couple of month break, and now he's hurting bad, playing again all the time. He got hurt earlier in the season. But I think that just affected his conditioning. Like, you know, he's tried to, to restart it, and his body's like, yeah, I, I'm not going to do the thing you want me to do. Right. Um, well, the thing that's weird, too, about his injury is, you know, a shin injury, and they, they describe it as bilateral tibia inflammation. T- it's it's a precursor to shin splints is what he's got. Gotcha. Okay. So, so like, that's, what like, is that? Is that's that like a, is that a wear and tear? Is that like a wear and tear injury, or is that like it's, something it, like yeah. he must have banged it on something and no, it's that's what, it's a wear and tear. It's in the same way that tendonitis is a wear and tear, and you really need gotcha. to rest it. So the problem is they're not resting it, and they can't feel like they can't afford to rest it. Sure. But like you know, when you get shin splints, you get like the the front of your shins starts to like not only are you messing up the the muscles, but you're starting to like crack the bone you're starting gotcha. to like rip up the bone tissue and it starts really making it annoying so um i'm hoping that he's not all the way into shin splints yet but basically they would need to shut him down for a minute um if he gets to that point um but shin splints could end his season like you can there are guys don't come back from that in a season um right. and so the nuggets really need to maintain his minutes and so letting him play when he's like, well, they hurt, but I want to give it a go. Someone should have said no. Same way that right. KCP had his hamstring issue and somebody should have said no. Just rest it till after the All-Star break. But the yeah, Nuggets that's... know that they that they aren't going to be competitive in these games without a couple of starters. Like they What's feel curious it. to I me, mean, though, what's curious to me is the timing of it. Like because because of the All-Star break. Like, like yes, yep. agreed. Like they're not going to be competitive. So, well, guess what? You weren't competitive anyways. So if, right. if, that, if that was your hope, <laughs> that didn't if work out. If your plan you. was to be competitive, you failed. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. So, but to me, it was just so curious because like, especially KCP, like, you know, with Jamal, it's hard to tell because he's sometimes he's listed on the injury report with this, with this shin yep. thing. Sometimes he's not. Um, but KCP was, we all saw him tweak the hamstring. And well, yep. of course, the, at first they said it wasn't a tweak, right? They were like, oh no, this is just a, this is just a, a cramp. He'll be uh-huh. fine. We'll get him, we'll get him some Gatorade, uh, get him back out there. But no, like, uh, so you, we all saw him tweak it. We all saw him leave the game. We all saw him end up on the injury report and then miss subsequent games. Like if you put him in this game, you listen to him questionable for the Sacramento game, didn't play him. Then you listen to him as questionable for this game uh, and did s- decide he's going to play like he, and then he plays nine minutes and is, and it has to come back out. It's like, what, what did you see over the weekend that gave you this confidence that he, not only the confidence that he should play this game, but also the confidence to be like, you know what? We're not going to just sit him two more games but instead, we're actually going to, uh, you know, we're going to play him for the whole. Uh, we're going to play him for this game, and and then let him get a couple of games, and then have him rest for a week. Like, what's the point of playing him in these games if he's not clearly one hundred percent? Like, why would you even chance it when you know you're about to? Like, hey, if we just sit him two more games, then he gets a full. Two, three, two to three weeks of rest yep. instead of being like, well, we got to get him back 
uh, for this game against Milwaukee. And maybe it is that. Maybe they just knew that, like, but again, not, like, the, you can you can sell me that argument on Jamal Murray. Like, if your season is dependent on KCP being healthy, then, like, we're, uh, we're in trouble because, like, you can't rely on a role player that much, you know. Well, and- so, like... Like who do you think who do you think has more twenty point games, um, KCP or Julian Strother? Uh, this season? Yeah. Well, I guess obviously this season. Um, well, Julian's got keep the it, one, keep, right? Keep keep in mind Julian's missed a month. It's still KCP, but it's three to two. Okay, we okay? got two to so, three new. So KCP has one more twenty point game than Julian Strother, who barely plays and occasionally fires up a bunch of shots. Right. Right. Like, you're not relying on KCP scoring. He's not out there for scoring. He's out there for defense. Well, what's something you can't do if you need to, you know, if you have a bad hamstring? You can't defend. He was out there one-legged, and it showed. And then Jamal was out there no-legged, and it showed. Like, you can't do that. And if you can't see that on a practice court, I don't know what you're doing as a training staff. So my concern, as always, with the training stuff is don't pull a Gary Harris when he was out, they brought him back. He injured himself the first game back, and he was out two more months. Right. And then he had leg problems for, like, the next two I was years. Like, and, really, and really was never, yeah. It was never, it was the, never same. the same for the Nuggets. Because you didn't rest him enough the first time, and you were like, well, he should come back. He came back, hurt himself first game. It wasn't a coincidence. Like, they did the same thing with Will Barton, where his leg started to go. And instead of protecting right. him, Instead of looking after him, they were like, nah, get back out on the court. It's fine. And then he hurt himself again because you can't do that with long leg muscles. It's a terrible idea. Groin, hamstring, it's all bad news. Uh, You need to baby that stuff. So it just goes back to my frustrations with with the Nuggets training staff going back, you know, several years. Is that they don't take care of legs well enough considering the sport is based on it. And uh, it's going to hurt the Nuggets if they cannot stay healthy going into the playoffs. They have to find a way to get rest. They have to find a way to work bench players in more um, so that starters can (laughs) take a couple games off. But how are you going to do that? That's Malone's problem. He's going to have to solve it because you cannot be going into the playoffs on fumes while the other teams are all licking their chops, hoping that they can just run your first team ragged and then feast on your bench. Can't be doing that. Right. And I think last year, too, when they were um, going through the season and they were looking at the seeding and whatnot, you know, they realized, like, hey, it's probably us, Memphis and Sacramento. Like, we've got a pretty decent gap between us and those other teams. Like, we feel feel confident that we can probably, you know, if we need to get a guy a rest here or there and maybe we end up losing a game, it's fine. It's not going to... Uh, impact percentage, which is what we saw them do pretty much the entire month of March last season. Well, yeah, but that wasn't a plan. Malone did not plan that. Malone (laughs) was screaming about it, and the players were like, we're taking the month off. We're tired. We'll be ready to go in April. They don't have the luxury this this time around, right? Like they're in a they're in a dogfight for for uh about the only thing. Yeah, I was saying about the only thing they've got pre-locked in is that they should at least have a first round uh home court. But that could be it. Like you could be very much being on the road in the second round. Uh, but I think they need to be okay so with that. Tight. Like that's my feeling on this is it is more important you're, to be rested and healthy agreed. than to get seed one over seed four. Agreed. Like if you're you gonna... if you're losing that one home court, uh, but you're playing the same team you'd be playing if you were the one seed. Who gives a shit? Like right. that's that's my annoyance. You're with having I having care. KCP having KCP and Jamal is gonna be far having more them healthy in big the big factor in, in, to winning right than yes. the one than the one extra home game. Agreed, 100%. I don't care about the home game. The Nuggets are good enough to win on the road now. They did it in the finals. They've done it all the time. They did it on the road, you know, and uh, the whole playoffs long. So we already right. know they can win on the playoffs in an, in a hostile environment. It's not a concern to them. So I, I am fully on in Spurs mode of uh, resting guys who need to get rested, getting guys healthy, and just getting a top four seed. Get home court for the first round so you don't have to sweat it. And then go ahead and be road warriors. It's fine. I don't care. What I care about is that those guys hit the playoffs with a glint in their eyes and not a sag in their shoulders. That's what I care about. Yeah, exactly. Like the Nuggets, uh, I mean, maybe not the Clippers in this 
conversation, but the Nuggets have been there and done that before, and, and maybe some of the, obviously some of the guys on the Clippers uh, have as well. But OKC, okay, uh, for most of these guys, will be their very first playoff series ever. Uh, yep. Minnesota Timberwolves, like none of those guys have ever seen past the second round, other than Rudy Gobert, who's uh, he's got his own playoff struggles. So like. I don't think you're again like you. Even if that home court advantage, it's almost right there, washed with just the experience disadvantage uh, that those guys would have. So I'm with you. I don't. I don't know that it, maybe it's not that that important to get it done. It, it, for whatever reason, though, the Nuggets have basically rocked an eight and a half man rotation throughout the entire season. You know, whereas last year we saw them go ten uh, quite a bit in the regular season. Yep. This year, not at all. I mean, they they almost never go ten, uh, ten deep in a game. So that's got to well, be. And it's they're already it well. using AG as the backup center in any right, game that right. matters. Sometimes they're going. And right, I don't they're like already it. going down to eight. Yep. Exactly. Yeah, you're you're wearing them out, man. And I get that Malone is like, I got to win these games. I understand, right. but you're close enough. Just you're. This is that season where Malone's going to have to suck it up and be willing to lose games to win the war. And I really hope that he's, or at least risk losing games. He didn't have to lose right. them. Sometimes those backups step the fuck up when it's like time, when they're ready, right. you know, when they, when they're told that it's going to happen and it's not just sprung on them in the game. Right. You know, they, those guys have shown up this season when the Nuggets have been shorthanded. So yes, I'm okay with them telling them before this game starts, two guys, two starters aren't going to go. You guys are going to go. Here's your rotation. Get ready. And right. then once they prepare themselves, they're good to go. So I don't have an issue with that. That's completely fine with me. But Malone has to be cool with it. Um, and yeah. he, like, they showed him last year that he needs to relax a little. And I hope that this year he can. Yeah, and it's like, you also, like, pick your spots here, right? Like, for example, yes. when you come out of the All-Star break, you have a back-to-back against Washington and Portland. That's a yep. great game. That Portland game, great game to rest some people on, right? Like, Correct. There's, you can beat, you can beat the Portland trailblazers with Justin holiday and uh, Reggie Jackson, you definitely can. Right. So like pick your spots. And when you have those opportunities on, on a week, whether it's back to back or a week where you've got three or four games, like pick the, pick the shittiest team that you're playing that week. Like we're not going to, we're going to give the guys, some of the guys a rest tonight. And right. Next week. And I know it's probably not going to be Jokic. Rest, you know? I understand yeah, right? that. Right. I, I get, well, they've got you. Here's the other thing too. Here's the other thing too, like, and I mean, how many games has Jokic missed thus far this season? But like, uh, he they they're not going to rest him a ton because like his MVP campaign is suddenly very likely to be a lock, basically. Yeah, but um, he doesn't care about that. Like that. No, I uh, yeah, but there's there's MVP is I get that he doesn't, but as an organization, as a franchise, um, and having well, sure, a guy win it MVP. Matters. Right. There's yeah, I'd say there's there's some matters there for, for them to to want to have happen. Like, I'm just gonna look it up. I just I wonder how many games he's missed thus far. Oh, oh this is fantastic podcasting. One. Two games. It's just two games? Two games. Dang. Guy's a machine. He's a machine. All right, never like, mind. I take ridiculous. it back. You have to really, you have to rest them a shit ton. To, That's to what not, I mean. Yeah, they, <laughs> you, know, you, don't, you don't have to like worry 50% about it. of the games, uh, and then he would. There you go. Jokic can take every other game off, uh, and still qualify. Unlike some. So, other like for me, like it's not a matter of when you can rest him. It's only a matter of, um, you got to find a couple of games to get him some rest. But for the most part, you just have to get the the teammates in the right mindset that when guys like Jamal are going to sit, that other guys got to play, you know? And if you tell them ahead of time, then maybe those guys have a chance to step up better than if it sort of happens in the game due to injury, just tell them ahead of time, make a plan, have some rest days. That's all I want for the nuggets. I'm not concerned about the two blowouts, but I do think they show that the nuggets are tired and beat up and that the nuggets cannot afford to be tired and beat up in April. They, they've right. got to be able to find some extra gas in April. So to get them there between now and April, plan. Make a map, follow the plan. Real quick before we move on to the Kings game, where do you, how do you feel about the uh, Bucks? Uh, do you, I, I, I feel like they're probably the biggest threat to Denver out of the Eastern Conference. Well, they're set up right. 
Um, the the Celtics are a terrific team, but they're not set up to play the way that the Nuggets play. Not to, and, and not to beat the Nuggets, right? So the the big thing, yeah, like I, the the Bucks are the one team I can think of. Um, that has the size. To match well, you would have thought the Sixers, the except that with Joel. Yeah, but with well, it beat out. Yeah, that that's yeah, right. I would have I would have agreed the Sixers would be in that uh, in that group too. But without Embiid, like their the Sixers might as well lose as many games as they can. See if they can't sneak into the lottery, because you're not <laughs> right. If I mean that's just and I'm not <laughs> trying to like. If Embiid like, can't come back, get in the lottery. Yeah, I mean, I there, ain't, there ain't no point because Tyrese Maxey is not taking you to the title on his own. Like it's just not gonna right. happen. Right. So like that's that's where I'm at with Philly, and and that kind of to me puts it down to like I I don't trust Cleveland the yet. Knicks. The Knicks, yeah, but again the Knicks similar kind of. I mean they've got some size, uh certainly. You don't like Hart? Come on. Yeah, not really. My boy Hart. Uh, I mean I. But that's why I say that's why I say I'll give I'll give him some size because I know Hartenstein has uh, sort of been a revelation this season. Uh, but no, like I I just don't I don't know if I buy the Knicks yet. Honestly, I don't know. If uh, even with the moves they made, their second best player is still Julius Randle. So it's it, well, and I, I don't, I, I do not trust Julius Randle when it counts. Right, right. Um, exactly and I the same don't way. trust Tibbs to get his guys. It's the same the reason I don't. He's in healthy. It's the same reason I don't buy the Minnesota Timberwolves hype because I'm like, if your second best player is Carl Anthony Towns and you're going to expect that guy to come up big for you in the playoffs, like, have you not seen his entire career up to this point? Like, yeah. They're they're just guys. He's that not are like he's that. not they're, a when the chips are down guy. He that's right not right or when the lights are the brightest. Like he right. he's not a guy who's like give me the ball. I'm gonna go score and like make this happen for my team. Like that's it's just not. The I way mean he'll talk guys. about it. He just won't. Do yeah, it. but right, but like right, but like why? Like oh yeah, like Carl Anthony Towns is so guilty that I'm talking about like how great he is. But it's like dude, I watched you play the Lakers in that playing game, and after I watched that game, I was like, give me the Timberwolves because Carl yep. Anthony Towns is not ready for the brightness of these lights. Like, yep. and that was exact. And then he was basically a total non-factor yeah, against the Nuggets. In playoffs. Now, again, so like the uh, they'll be that. better with, with McDaniels and, you know, whatever. They'll yeah, be Jay better McDaniels, this year. I think, makes a difference for sure. Nas Reed will make I a difference, too. I think he does, too. But, um, but in, in that sense, point. I agree with you. Like, I am less concerned about those guys. Um, and as far as the East goes, I do think the Bucks face – they create a problem for Denver – um, with the Giannis matchup, but historically, other than I know this game is uh, is recency bias, but historically those games are always high scoring and Denver is always competitive, right. you know, and wins plenty of them. I was like, and historically Nikola owns the Bucks. Correct. Like, so like I think he's the got Nuggets, more triple doubles against them than anybody else. No, they they have no one to stop him. They have no one, and with Dame on the team, it, you know, this year instead of yeah. Drew Holiday, like. If you're telling me right. that Jamal cannot find a way to be playoff Jamal against Dame, I don't even know what we're doing. Right. So, like, you know, Dame has zero shot at stopping Jamal from doing anything. Right. So, like, in that sense, yes, I think that, that the Bucks are are built to cause Denver problems, but Denver's built to cause the Bucks problems. So it's just going to be, you know, who can get stops at the end. And that has right. always been Denver. Denver has the best clutch offense and yeah, clutch defense great, in the great, league. They're a great clutch So, team. like, that's what they do. So, yes, I expect the games to be incredibly fun, high scoring, highlights everywhere, and for Denver to win it. So, I I would be happy to see the Bucs. That's fine with me. Um, but right now, um, like, the Nuggets have to get to the season healthy, and then they are going to have to overcome somebody. Whether that is a yeah. resurgent Clippers team that's finally healthy, whether that's OKC on the ascent, this is the year you want to catch oh, OKC yeah. before they turn in a lot of those picks into like actual players. Yeah, you want um, to catch them while they still think Josh Giddy is a good player. That yeah, yeah while he's still in the rotation, exactly. Right. right. Yeah, I um uh, I don't know about the West. I mean, the, I think I, I agree with you. I think OKC is going to be a problem. Uh, in the years to come, I'm not sure if they're here, they're just yet. Uh, you know, and, and as much as I want to dog on the Timberwolves, I mean, clearly, uh, they're a talented. They're team. a good team. Um, yes. You know, they got better. They added Monty Morris. That'll help them. Uh, yep. Kind of stabilize that point, point guard rotation. But I don't know. Uh, even, even the Clippers are probably the team I worry about the most. Uh, but even even then, like I have a hard time seeing anybody. Probably knock the nuggets off in the west. So I I I think the Bucks are the biggest threat I would say to the Nuggets repeat 
Probably. Uh, campaign is going to be is going to be if they run it to the Bucks. Assuming uh, health in the finals. <clears throat> but I mean, right? Yeah. The Bucks, well, the Bucks are losing. Good. But the Bucks are losing by thirty to the Heat tonight. Like, I mean, I I don't know what to tell you about like because, the way the well, league is right now. They're on a second night of a back to back. Like coming off a big win against the the defending champs. Like I get it. Like that's. Yep. Sometimes you're but gonna, Butler's you're not lose. playing. Like I need you to understand, <laughs> Jimmy Butler's not playing for the Heat. And the Bucks are yeah. down by 30. So while I can tell you that, yes, in theory, the Bucks are the biggest threat, I will say that the, the biggest threat to Denver is injury. And everything yeah. else is a distant, distant second. If the Nuggets if the Nuggets have their starting five, I don't care if it's the Bucks, I don't care if it's OKC, I don't care who it is. If their starting five is intact and healthy and motivated, forget it. Like, Nuggets are repeating. If they're not... The Bucks- Oh my God! Yeah, good luck. I think with the Bucks losing by thirty right now, maybe Doc's reconsidering his playing Giannis halfway through the fourth quarter last night. <laughs> and Dane, do we had a bowl? I just thought that was. Now I, I will say this: I was very biased because I was one point away from Nikola Jokic. He needed yep. one more point to, to cash a big bet for me, so I was getting pissed. I was already pissed because I realized he wasn't going to be coming back in. But then I'm like, oh, yeah, Doc's got. Oh, you still got Giannis and Damien out there. I was but, so happy uh, that Malone finally didn't bring Jokic back in a game he was down 25 plus points. Yeah, it was because normally he's like, well, we'll just get an 18 to nothing run. We'll be right back in this thing. <laughs> I was praying for it. I was praying for it. I was like, Come on, Malone. <laughs> They're out there. It's like 17 points. Two minutes. Back in. <laughs> Give me two minutes of, of Jokic. Points. That's all I need. Oh, it's rough. It was rough missing that technical free throw at the end of the third when I knew he was about to come out and not yeah. go back into the game. I was like, ah, oh, what a brutal one. Um, all right, let's turn the page. Let's talk again about the Kings, uh, who are now Denver's last team to play. They play them tomorrow uh, with uh, this game being in Denver with the Nuggets being rested. Jamal Murray and Catavius Caldwell-Pope, I believe, are already listed as doubtful. Right, um, and they should the be game. doubtful. Which I'm yeah, I would, you, they should be doubtful. If the, there's zero reason for either one of them to play this game, even if you lose it and end, end up going into the break on a three-game losing streak, like really, who cares? Right, but remember the Kings are coming in on a back-to-back, right? Right, they and play, the, right. They're, the they're starting to the play now against yep. the Suns, and then they got to come play us tomorrow. Yep. So they got the late game tonight. Yep. And exactly. then they got. And then they got to travel to us, and then they're playing. So they can travel to Denver, yeah. Right play. on the last game before the All Star break. So, yep. I don't know which team is going to be less motivated in that one, but at least the Nuggets have a. We just lost these guys by thirty. Don't do that again. I guess I, sh- I should say uh, Jamal Murray and Casey Peel both listed as questionable on the official official report, but I would assume neither one would play. Um, yeah, I, I would I'm, assume I'm both of the Nuggets to see them. Let's put it that way. Right. Right. I would assume that the Nuggets are the more motivated team, like regardless of the fact that it's the last game before before break. Like you did just get your ass kicked twice in a row, like twice once. Yep. One of one of which was against this very team that you're playing. Like I would I expect them to uh, to be ready. It's going to be about pride. Yeah, right. Exactly. Like, yeah, show up with some pride um, and and show up ready to, you know, ready to play. And you should for all the reasons that you just articulated, you should actually probably blow this team out, right? Because they've probably got zero motivation to play. Um, right. It would not surprise me to see De'Aaron Fox or DeMontis Sabonis suddenly end up on the uh, on the injury report yep. uh, tomorrow. Like, you know, that, that would be, to me, if I were the Kings, that's what I would do. Like, I would punt. I'd 100% punt on this game, say we're just going to go out there, you know, give it the old college try uh, uh-huh. with, with our, you know, just rotation guys. And uh, we're gonna sit both of our stars. Adam Silver can be pissed. I don't care. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna lose either one of those guys to a turned ankle, you know, because they, I trotted them out there on a back-to-back one day before they were about to have a week off. Like I, right? I would. Yeah, it would be. It would be shocking to me that if they did, but they might not. Like you know, I mean, because those guys are, for all intents and purposes, probably healthy. I mean, again, everybody's got something, but. Um, but we'll see. But either way, even if Fox and Sabonis play, like I would still expect the Nuggets to win that game, to come out um, on on firing on all cylinders and and come out to make a point. Like that that yes. I think is is what they need to. Do. You got to make a point here of like, hey, 
Uh, no, we're still the champs. You, right, you exactly. can't walk into my house and do that to me. Right. Like, no. Just gonna, to set the tone before you go on break. You don't want to go on. You don't yeah. want to go into the All Star break on a three game losing skid. Right. Two of them to a right. to a rival. We all, we'll we all know. We all know because we, anybody who's been watching the Nuggets for any uh, extended period of time, we all know that they're going to lose that game to the Wizards on the first game back from <laughs> right. the All Star break. Yeah. <laughs> what What are you thinking? Yeah. It's it's it's. It's like a tale as old as time. The Nuggets coming back from the All-Star break, uh, not ready. I mean, shit. Not ready to play. Ty- They're still on break. Like, yep. That goes back to Ty Lawson literally not being able to get back from All-Star break on time uh, uh-huh. to go to the game. So, like, yeah, I, uh, I, um, I mean, we joke, but like, I, I'm with you. They, they need to have. Uh, I, they don't need to, but like a statement game would be nice here to just kind of one to to kind of give you that good feeling going on on the break but also you know just like uh to to establish like like a, some of that like give me that uh attitude of your team yes. of like no like i'm not going to uh i'm not going to let this team that just blew me out and then come back in here on a back to back uh and we're not going to do the exact same thing to them like that's exactly uh, it's a message that you got to send so they're, they're going to be playing at 100% volume, right? Like they're right. There's there's not going to be any of this volume level four crap going on. Right. The Nuggets, yeah, exactly. whether they win or they lose, the volume will be high. Yeah, and and then, you know, if if it is, then they should not lose because like it, yes. boy, otherwise Herculean effort by the Kings. Like if the Kings come in tomorrow, um, I mean they come in and they shoot 60% from three. What are you going to do? Like yeah. Sometimes that happens, and I understand that the Kings shoot a lot of threes, and sometimes they get lucky. But it you know, doesn't but happen too much on a team for a team that's coming on into Denver. On a back, on into Denver on a back to back is not what I would expect. Yeah, that to especially happen, so. after after the late night uh, yep. national TV game. Was it a national TV game that they're playing? Yeah, TNT. So yeah, exactly. So yeah, the Kings are on the basically with the other thing. The only, you know, the only difference being that the Suns aren't like throwing up a statue of Charles Barkley or something uh, tonight but like otherwise it's the exact same scenario uh, that the Nuggets Nuggets were in and and the Kings took care of business when that was when that was Denver and it's almost it's almost also so much the exact same scenario because like we were talking before the Kings coming off a terrible loss against the Pistons obviously would be highly motivated to win that game the Nuggets off two blowouts should be highly motivated to win this game and go on. So I'm with you. I think they, I think they take care of business tomorrow night, regardless yep. of whether Murray and KCP play. That's what I expect. I don't expect those guys to play, but regardless of whether they play, I still think the Nuggets take it home. One last. And that's not to say the Kings aren't there. The Kings were a no. really good squad. It's just, it's just uh, the back to back and them going into the break. Yeah, too, exactly. I expect the Nuggets at home yeah. to take care of business. It's like the Nuggets are the defending champs. They're, they're arguably the best team in the league. Like, but yep. when they were in this situation last week, they got they got the doors blown off of them. Like exactly. this is this is the way it should go. One last thought on the Kings before we we move on. We'll talk a little bit of All Star break before uh, just here at the end of the show. But um, Demontis Sabonis had a, he had the best game of anybody in that blowout. Uh, it was kind of an all around uh, effort, at least scoring wise, from the Kings. But Sabonis did end up with a triple double. Uh, he's yep. sort of becoming a yeah, I mean not sort of. He has become one of the premier centers. Uh, yes. In the a, NBA, and yet, like, do you are you kind of like me? Like, I still have absolutely zero concern about that matchup with Nikola Jokic. Like, if 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 the whereas I'm like, yeah, I don't know, the Brook Lopez, Bobby Portis, Giannis, like, triumvirate, whether you know, or Jokic going one on one with Embiid, like these things, I'm like, nah, these matches would be tough. Like Sabonis, who like after Jokic and Embiid, uh, and I get that he didn't make the uh, didn't make the All Star team. Uh, but after Jokic and Embiid, like Sabonis might be the third best center in the NBA right now, and yet, like, I have no fear of that matchup whatsoever. Well, the problem is he's built wrong to face Jokic. Like everything he does, Jokic does better. Right. Right. So, like, it's it, it, it's it's the same reason I have I have really no fear of Shangun, right? Because, it, like, yes, you're terrific. You're a really good Jokic-like, you know, imitator. Good job. I've got the real thing. Like, yeah, and the other thing is, how... like, <laughs> a Jokic imitator is not the way to beat Jokic. Like, a, a 
Dwight Howard imitator, which for the Lakers was in fact Dwight Howard himself. Like Dwight that's Howard. yes, right. Like, but that that super strong athletic defensive center. Um, well, the reason is, that is like Brook Lopez is annoying to Jokic, right? right. Not but even he even Lopez, he's right. He's he's almost not even like athletic enough to to do it because Jokic right. just is just too quick in the in the post with his post moves uh, that he can't. And and Lopez, whether this is a matter of strength or just style, like one of the things that would. And I, I know I always go back to Dwight Howard because honestly, it was the one time I've ever seen somebody play against Jokic uh, in the bubble. Uh, but it, w- it was in the bubble. But any time in Jokic's entire career that I've ever seen somebody play up against him, where it's like, man, I think I think this guy might like be getting the better of of Joker right now. Uh, and it was all based on aggressiveness and and strength and size and and but also the speed and athleticism to like not just get completely. Uh, it just made made yourself look completely silly in the post. Like, and I just I haven't seen that from Sabonis or Brook Lopez. Like either one of those guys on that right. point. Like I don't. I agree. I think that's how Joker can get after him. So yeah, I don't know. Like again, he's I think he's not being, big enough, man. Like it's right, he's, and, he's and you got to be huge. Like that's the problem too. Like you've right. got to be. You've got to. You've got to match Jokic's size, and Jokic is one of the biggest dudes in the entire NBA. Like there's, there's maybe like you know yeah Embiid. I don't even know. Like Stephen Adams, if he was healthy. Yeah, he, like if yeah, Aquaman that was out there. Right, like he might be another guy who's got the, the the size and strength to actually not just get bodied by Jokic down low. And like, yeah, is Sabonis? I, I don't know that he can, Sabonis is not. It's not like he's uh you know a pushover. Like he's a big strong dude, but it's just. But not compared to Jokic. Just not good enough. Yeah. So, all right, we're on the same page there. Um. Which is just kind of leads into that whole my whole goes back to my conversation of like I don't really think there's a guy or there's a team in the West that scares me because even the teams that have quality bigs like Sacramento like Minnesota I mean but we, like Rudy Gobert you could probably in a vacuum convince me like oh Jokic might might struggle with that because Rudy Gobert is you know defensive center athletic long not as strong but still still decent but but we've seen that match like we know what happens we know what it is yeah (laughs) which is I've got 47 brother right like he's not going to uh Gobert is not going to stop so like there that it all goes back to that you know because you can go the I mean one day when, when he he's gonna have to put some weight on for sure, and maybe not be able to put some weight enough weight on to make that much of a difference. But like Chet Holmgren is a guy I could see like maybe one day could potentially because of he's so good defensively, uh, he could potentially cause some trouble for Jokic. Like I said, the problem being is I think Chet Holmgren weighs like 150 pounds right now. Yeah, so, well, he's he's built like AK 47, so right. like it's it's very hard for those guys to be stout against. Jokic, who who you know is running two eighty, like two ninety, right? Like Jokic right. is a big dude, he's right? A he's big, a big dude, right? And he's not like, and it's not just like, it's not even like a dude like Giannis who came in and was like skinny and then bulked right. up and got super muscly. Jokic. Like Jokic's frame, like his his natural body frame. Like look at his brothers. Like that's just who he is. Is that's what that's in the genes, man. It's like this just right. massive body. You know, so there's a reason yeah, I mean, so many strong men come from that like area of the world where you're like big frame, yep. put some weight yep. on and then move some weight around. And that's Jokic. So, like, it's very hard to stop him from getting where he wants uh, on the court. So you can say that about that region, Gordon, but somehow I drew the five foot eight uh, part uh, of that. You are the region. shortest person of <laughs> the, the shortest region. Vulcan you've ever met. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, I haven't met well, any people from the Balkans shorter than you. Yeah, that's because you haven't met my cousin Ivan. But uh, I'm just saying I don't uh, know I don't know what happened, but like everyone yeah. in the entire area is taller than six feet except you. I come from the long, uh, you know. If you trace our history back, we were definitely the people who were, um, you know, during the the warring periods of that area, were probably the ones who lost those wars and ended up. <laughs> This wasn't your day, man. Yeah. Well, we just had to serve. We ended up having to serve the big Jokic type dudes uh, who came along. This was, you know, they were probably the feudal lords and we were there. You're the Uh, squire. You come here from the squire stock. I understand. That's it. it. I'm from the squire stock. Yep. You got it. Uh, Nothing like a little, nothing like a little uh, discussion about my shortness. 
always always how how I ever ended up liking basketball so much. People will never know. Or maybe it's just that thing. Like that's the thing about short guys, right? Like we always want you always want to be what you're not. So right, you're like if I was six foot ten, I that's it. A hundred percent. I tell myself that self all the time. It's like the only reason I didn't make the league was because I was five foot eight. That's right. That had nothing to do with the fact that I couldn't dribble or shoot with my left hand. Um, no, that's that not I was a problem. Really it's bad not, with even like dribbling between my legs or anything like that. Or no, that I was not the issue. If you had more room, degree. you'd be fine. If your legs that's were it. a foot taller, yeah. then it wouldn't be yeah. an issue. 100%. 100%. I get so you. you Help me back. All right. Before <laughs> we get out of here, um, yeah, I, I don't know. Like, we we were going to say, let's talk about the All Star break because I mean, yes, Jokic is there, but like, I. <sighs> I care about the all-star game just about as much as Jokic does, which is correct. Not a I all. pretty much, I would be fine if Jokic didn't play at all. If he just said, actually, I feel ill and I'm going to sit this one out and I'm just going to sign autographs all game. That would be fine with me. Like, right. <laughs> I don't need him to play. He doesn't need to play. Like if, if I had my, my way, he would have already declined to go and would have just rested for a week and someone else could have gone. But since I know that he loves fans and he wants to be there to see the fans, I understand it. I support him in that. Uh, feel free to just jog around for a while, Nicole. You don't have to do nothing. I don't care right. what happens in the All-Star game. Right. Which I'm sure is what his, oh, excuse me, his plan is well. I did think of right now just one topic, non-nuggets, non but one All-Star topic uh, to discuss because I saw this over the week and it's the past two weeks and I just saw it. I was like, this is this is dumb. This is, we're, we're just like, why? Why are we even still doing this? Which is the slam dunk contest, which will now feature two G-leaguers, Jalen Brown, um, and I know some other role player from, from some team. And I look at this this dunk contest now where like we're trying to make Mac McClung like seem like he's this awesome like basketball player or something like when like literally uh, he, he can't even make an NBA roster. But yet, that's the best. That's the best guy we can come with, up with uh, for for dunking the ball. And like, I don't know. Like, I, the dunk contest used to be like so cool, right? Like, it used to be like, like when we were growing up, it was like the coolest freaking thing. And that that probably all sure. comes, you know, it comes from really Michael Jordan versus Dominique Wilkins, right? right. That was that was an epic uh, dunk contest. And and then from that point on, and that point moving forward, you know, it 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 was great still for a while i mean kobe bryant played participated won a dunk contest um, half man half amazing no problem with right that. my boy vince I've, yeah yeah vince, right vince carter like with with i mean some of the most or, I, iconic dunk contests um and you know and people will point out especially the younger generation they always will point out be like oh no the dunk contest was still great because we got zach levine versus aaron gordon which like yes we right. did and i'm not going to sit here and tell you that wasn't an amazing dunk contest it was but there were a couple of things that that I think are of note in that is like one, neither Zach Levine nor Aaron Gordon was anywhere close to the stratosphere of star power that right. Jordan, Dominique, the dunking Vince was fine, Carter. but like right. they they weren't stars dunking at the time. Yep. Right. And and now we've gone from that to where being like, okay, this is okay. Like we can we can have like role players uh or you know, like young, young up and coming guys. Uh, right. who can dunk great like that. They, they can put on a show. It's great. Now we've went from that to now it's like, well, now we have to get G leaders. Right. Yep. And, it, and at this point, like, is it, can you really call it the NBA dunk contest? If two G leaguers are competing in it, would it, I mean, we're, we're halfway to it. It's just as much the G league dunk contest now as it is the NBA dunk contest. So well, like, look, I, I don't, I don't want to talk bad about uh, Will Barton, but the fact that Will Barton was in a dunk contest um, terrible uh it just like that is not really his skill set and so i know he's a hooper and that all hoopers can dunk but i'm just saying not really the um the highlight of the dunk contest and it's gone down from there so i'm with you right. i don't understand um how you're trying to sell me g-leaguers in the dunk contest because no one is going to do it who's real who's uh who's a real player Right. Um, but part of that, you know, maybe because uh, that's not necessarily a skill you really do a lot of in the NBA anymore. It's a lot of three-point shooting. It's not a lot of dunking. Right, right, for sure. It's I think I think that's part of it. Um, 
I also say I think part of it is is LeBron James never never did it, and I think that that kind of established that precedent of stars not having to do it, you know. Right. And and from there, you know, uh, there just hasn't been uh, really really any star. I mean, Jalen. People are shocked to see Jalen Brown just an all Jalen Brown doing it. Yeah. Uh, actually, actually doing it. And I think I mean one of the things is too is like so okay if you were to sit me and sit here and say all right I want. Uh, I want star all-star players in the dunk contest. You know, I mean, who are we putting in? I mean, Giannis could probably be a guy you could put in there, and that would be right. You know, that would be huge. But like, when you look at the rest of the stars, it's not like you're going to put Steph Curry or Devin Booker, or certainly not Nikola Jokic uh, right. or Joel Embiid or like any like none of those guys are are going to be in the dunk contest. That's not what they do. Right. Um, so there, I think that's a good point. Like some of it is just like that's not what you do with the NBA. So it's harder to find stars who excel. Well, back in back in the uh, day, like you had guys whose athleticism was so so good, um, and they couldn't necessarily shoot, but some of them could. But like you had guys who could jump out the gym, um, you know. Right. And right now, jumping out the gym does not get you an automatic NBA gig. Being athletic is great, um, but can you defend also? Can you shoot also? Because the the wave of Euros that came over and has been massively, massively successful with the new rules is showing you that athleticism is no longer like the golden ticket that it used to be. Right. You have to do other stuff. And so really, you have more well-rounded athletes who are in the NBA now rather than guys who their claim to fame is I can, you know, my first 44 inches. Yeah, it, it, it's a great point. Like, what, what really is the the top skill uh, nowadays is in athleticism. It's basketball IQ, right? Like that's yep. that LeBron being a perfect example of that. Of like, look what right. happens when you have both. Right? Well, yeah, when uh, you've got both, you could be like, uh, you know, you'll, you'll be the greatest of all times, right? Like, yeah, you'll be on you'll be on Rushmore. Right, exactly, and then. You know, obviously with uh, Giannis too a little bit, he's got both as well. But uh, so many of these guys, like they 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 are able to make uh, they're able to be make such great plays and become such great players in the NBA because of their basketball IQ and their understanding of the game and how to read what what defenses are giving them. Jokic obviously being the best in the world uh-huh. at it, but. What's difficult from the all-star perspective is it's hard to find. It's hard to come up with a contest that would be entertaining to watch that would highlight that skill. You know what I mean? Right. Like nobody wants to watch like Jokic read film uh, and explain <laughs> film on the all-star. Well, I mean, like some well, people and, and nobody's going to play defense to allow him to show right. you how he's going to cut you up. So, right. Like, yeah. Exactly. You know, there's there's no easy way to demonstrate the skill he's got. It's kind of like watching quarterback skills competitions in the NFL. Where right. you're like, yes, you can throw the ball through the tire, but that's not really what we're talking about. <laughs> like when it but comes to what, like you, what makes you for can't Dan, and even if you can throw the football through the tire, like uh, Dan Orlovsky, who sat on ESPN the entire season, like, did you see that? That he he won the accuracy competition. <laughs> Like he went uh-huh. out and did it and he beat all the actual, actual guys who were still playing. And then, I mean, great. Obviously Dan Orlovsky is a former NFL quarterback, not a very good one, but uh, obviously still made the league. So, well, but again, the problem was you know, not arm accuracy. That's, that's right. Not exactly. The top skill. It was, it was the running out of the back of the end zone. That was, that was the issue. Right. That was it was don't panic Dan. when stuff right. goes bad that Dan did right. not have mastered. And that's, you know? yeah, and so, I, I don't know how so you what do makes that. A good basketball player now. It's very hard to showcase and that kind of thing. That's why you're not seeing it in the All-Star game, you know, and you're not seeing it uh, in the right. in any of the competitions. It's why I would rather – they're actually doing it with the um, the Rising Stars, I believe, where they're doing the, the three-on-three competition setup. So there's going to be okay. – rather than, like, a game, they're doing a, um, a round-robin tournament. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, I don't care. No, but what I'm saying is I would much rather see, like, Steph and KD, you know, and Book take on, like, Giannis right. and a couple other people in a three-on-three matchup, and then the winner of those guys gets the next set of All-Stars. I think that would be way more fun than watching an actual All-Star game because you cannot replicate what the NBA does in a game anymore in the All-Star game. It just cannot right. be done, and right. it just makes it boring to me. 
and we're seeing this across the board in in sports, right? Whether it was uh, oh gosh, what was the the hockey player who, uh, just basically he mailed in his skills competition uh-huh. this year, and then uh, you have obviously the Pro Bowl. We've we've gone to the point where we've actually we don't play the game anymore, uh-huh. right? Uh, and then you know, and obviously the NBA is is doing the same thing. We've seen them change the rules uh, a couple of times now with the all-star game to try and make it more entertaining. The, the MLB had to go all the way to actually like put freaking home field, uh, right, for advantage in the, the world, world series, yep. like on the line. Like it's just, the teams are struggling with, with making their player players have understood how absolutely that doesn't matter at all that game right. and they are not going to go out there and put a hundred percent effort, you know, whether it's certainly, obviously that's the, the pro bowl being the worst of the four, because uh, you actually get hit in the mouth when, when you, uh, right. Yeah. When, yeah. When you play full, full speed on that. But any of these things, like nobody wants to see a guy break a leg or tear an ACL or anything like no. that, like any bad injuries um, in the all-star game. So nobody's even going to take the chance of it happening. Uh, which is why we get we get the product that we do. So yeah, it'd be interesting to see. I I am I'll tell you right now I will not watch a single minute of any of it. No, nope. uh, this weekend I do not care. Uh, I will enjoy uh, maybe getting a little break. Uh, I was from, gonna say also take a siesta from basketball. From, yeah. From basketball. Yeah. Uh, no, I'll, I'll still have something up this. Uh, you got you guys can can count on. We'll we'll definitely run back. We will run back through that terrible Will Martin dunk performance. Dunk contest there we go. performance. <laughs> Get a little nostalgia, you know. We're here really, for the people. We're the here sickos. For the we're here for the sickos. That's who we're here who, for. Yeah, who who want to see that? Uh, you know, and we got we got some we got some success in these competitions as Nuggets, right? I think uh, we got Sean Leonard. He won he won a three point contest. Yeah, Jokic finished so. finished second in one of the skills competitions. One of the skills to, competitions. Um, to Porzingis, right? Chris I think. Yeah, I think it was Chris Tapps, Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah, so you know we'll we'll run it back. We'll we'll do something over the weekend for you guys. But I will not be giving you any sort of breakdowns. Gordon and I will not be on the pickaxe next week talking about uh, what we saw. Over the All Star break. Weekends. Yeah, what do you see on the All Star break? Nothing. Okay, talk to you next week. Yep. Well, we'll have a game to preview. We'll have to preview that Wizards game uh, or something on that. that effect. <laughs> All right, we will go ahead. We will call it right there. Make sure you guys are following us on Twitter. I'm at Zach Minkosh. Gordon is at G Money Nugs. We are also at Denver Stiffs at Mile High Sports. You guys can make sure you follow us on Facebook as well. Um, we will have some pretty cool announcements coming out in the next uh, over the next couple of weeks, including one on Thursday. So. Uh, make sure you guys are following the socials. That's probably the the first place you will see these announcements come out. Got some fun stuff planned for the stretch run. So uh, if you're following us, you will get that information uh, as quick as possible. Mr. Gross, as always, a pleasure, sir. Yep. And like I said, let's try to get into the all-star break with a win. I want to be in there on a winning note and then not have to spend a week thinking about getting blown out three times. So just do it for me, Nuggets. Go win something. Do it for Gordon. All right, everybody, we will talk to you next week. Listen,